Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Scott. Hey guys, I'm Ariane. And this is uh, this is the Backpacker TV live show where we talk about everything about backpacking uh -huh. for new people. We teach you the basics of what you need to know when you're going out backpacking. So welcome to the show. Today we are going to talk about the top 10 suggestions we have for mm -hmm. new backpackers. It yep. makes no difference whether you're going out on the weekend trip or you're planning a five-day trip, you're gonna go into the Grand Canyon, or you're actually gonna attempt a long-distance backpacking trip on the Appalachian Trail or Pacific, yep. Tra Pacific Crest Trail. It's our top 10 suggestions on yeah. what to do or what you what need, need to, know to know before that. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so, um, and then we have kind of a, a, a really cool announcement to make uh, during the show. Um, we are gonna be taking our show on the road where it actually really should be all the time. <laughs> uh, we're working on We're working things. on and um, but we are actually gonna be on the Appalachian Trail on February 2nd. So mark that down on your calendar. Yep. That will be a- Do not miss that show. Do not miss that show. Yeah. That will be a extremely educational show. Yep. It's gonna be a lot of fun and we're gonna have a lot of people uh, there with us. So um, yeah. yeah. So let's get started with the show and um, yeah, let's. Here's the backpacker TV. Um, so let's get kind of get into it. What are some of our top ten suggestions that we are going to um, let people know about? Well, number one. Number one. Plan ahead and prepare. Yeah, <laughs> that is like our go-to suggestion. Uh, plan ahead and prepare. It's actually one of the seven the uh, principles. Principle. It is right. the first principle of leave no trace. So. Um, that goes in conjunction with learn your leave no trace principles as well. But plan ahead and prepare. We cannot specify enough to you. That goes, that is all encompassing. Right. It is, it is from know where you're going to go, know how long you're going out there, know the regulations, understand a general sense of the weather. Yep. Can't really say, don't really look at the weather, weather, but um, know where you're going, know what restrictions you are, know your route, know your exit points. Um, you know, just just know what you're doing and where you're going and what you need to know when you're out there because a lot of places have a lot of things. Um, if you just go to their website, you can learn a lot of things that can that can steer you away from problem areas or can steer you away from um, any situational hazards that you might occur. Yeah, so. there's a reason why plan and prepare um, is the first principle in leave no trace, but that's the most under under uh, researched uh, thing. So when we teach backpacking boot camp and when we mm -hmm. do trail magic on the Appalachian Trail every year, you would think that if you're gonna hike over 2,000 miles through 13 states <laughs> and spend five and a half months out in the wilderness, you would have done some planning and preparing. But we get things, <laughs> we, the Appalachian Trail is an international trail, by the mm -hmm. way, right? Yeah. So you get a lot of people from, you know, the UK. You get a lot of people from, we've had people from Israel. Mm -hmm. We've had people from uh, Ireland, right, come up to our table. And they are under the impression that Georgia is flat. <laughs> it's it's not. It's, it's flat down <laughs> south, but up in the mountains where the Appalachian Trail starts, it's, it's all mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not easy mountains either, right? So, you know, 4,000 feet, you know, that you're climbing up. Mm -hmm. So we, we always say plan and prepare because planning and preparing for you um, is going to be your key to having a successful hike. And what does that mean? Terrain, weather, mm -hmm. where are you gonna go? How long are you gonna be out there? 
Um, you know, is there going to be water involved? Are there going to be campsites involved? You know, where logistically are you going to be hiking so you can better know what to prepare for? Right. Um, you know, park regulations, um, wilderness regulations, they change all the time. And you think they wouldn't, but they do because um, Georgia has just actually gone to several areas now where you actually have to carry a bear canister with you where you didn't previously have to. Right. So there's things changing all the time and altering all the time because of circumstances. So you need to really just do research. Now, you have different kind of people. Let's, you know, I mean, plan ahead and prepare can kind of get scary sometimes because I'm the kind of person who just reacts. I just want to go do, you know? I just want to go play. And um, then you have the over-preparers over where they research everything. They pack for the what if. <laughs> well, and they're not allowing the experience to, to um, kind of lead them in a sense. So there's a fine balance between preparing too much for your trip and not preparing at all for your trip. Right. So, um, you know, I mean, you know yourself. Which kind of leads into the like the number two, and that is, for the love of God, learn <laughs> how to hang a food bag, okay? So learn how to hang a bear bag, food bag, bear bag, however you want to call it. You're gonna have to hang your food off of a limb, and it's not easy to do. That's our number six. Well, that word number two. <laughs> We're jumping from We're one jumping. to six. Because plan and preparing, you know, like you, you plan your hike, you know, you prepare for your hike, and then what happens? You get to uh, a campsite and, you know, where are you going to put your food, right? <laughs> and especially in Georgia, and I guess the reason I'm bringing that up now is because, you know, in Georgia, we, we have bears, we have black bears. And mm -hmm. so um, I, I, I am always surprised at the number of people that have a big can of bear spray on their belt, <laughs> right. right? But right. they don't know how it's to hang their food bag. Right. So, so I guess they're going to sleep with their food and then just ward off the bear with the well, spray. You know, the thing is with the bear canister and I'll, or the bear spray, I'll just say this, is that, you know, um, which is a number, another one of our suggestions that we're going to have. Oh, you're jumping road. ship all over the place. No, but I'm saying like if you, if you, you know, how many, so you buy, you buy a can of bear spray, right? Mm -hmm. And you put it on your hip belt and you're like, oh man, I'm going to get that bear if it comes to me. Well, there's a couple <laughs> things to consider. If a bear is running at you at full speed, <laughs> right? Are you upwind or downwind? So if you're upwind, that bear spray is going to come and hit you in the face. So, and, and the other thing too, is that you have, you better be a pretty good shot. Now I would say that bear spray in the Southeast is you probably don't need it okay yeah. out in the west absolutely you yeah. would need it because yeah. you have other types of bear to contend with but for the most part you know you you, you know that's not going to work so know how to hang your food bag hanging your food bag and keeping all your food out of your tent and away from your area you won't have to carry bear spray you will <laughs> you know you'll you'll just know it. but it takes practice so learn so practice that it it takes a lot of practice to take you know, uh, a rock in a bag and throw it over a, a, a tree limb and hang your food. It's, well, it's yeah, not there's different easy methods. to do. But you know, it goes beyond that since we're now on number six. It, it goes beyond that. Uh, you know, you're not just continuing with bear or wherever you are. You're dealing with rodents. You're dealing with mice. mice. Oh. You're dealing with um, oh. mice. vermin, all, all sorts of things. And they are gonna actually do more damage to your 
um, to your gear than the than bears are. I've so. catapulted more mice <laughs> off my sleeping bag. <laughs> Just flip, flip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know you got other things to contend with. So um, hanging your food properly, or you know storing your food properly. Um, again, knowing where you're going to go and knowing what the regulations are for that. Um, that is going to aid in one keeping all of your expensive gear um, without holes, and. Um, it allows you to have food for your entire trip because yeah, I, and, and I, have, I have lost all my food. food at that campsite for the next person. It's by protective the way. of the animals. Okay, yeah. so let's jump back to number two. Okay, number two, fit your pack to your torso. It is so 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 important that you have a pack that actually fits your body frame. Um, and this is a subject matter that you're extremely passionate about. So. Go for it. Yeah, please do not borrow Uncle Bob's backpack. <laughs> you know, um, especially if he is six foot three and you are a five foot four um, female. <laughs> Uncle Bob's old backpack is not going to fit you, and you're going to have a miserable time out in the backcountry. So, so you know, along with um, you know, when you go to get your gear or buy your gear or even rent your gear or even borrow your gear at least make sure that the gear that you're going to borrow is going to fit you. So it would be like if um, I wanted to go hiking and um, I went into Ariane's closet and put her boots on, right? Her boots aren't going to fit me, right? Yeah. Um, and so I can't expect to not have blisters. I can't expect that that's going to feel really good when um, it's like two sizes smaller than my foot, right? Yeah. But I see a lot of people putting on backpacks that don't fit. Yeah. So the, the most important thing is that you want to have a good time out there, even if mm -hmm. you don't like backpacking, or even <laughs> if you're like, I'm not doing this ever again. Um, uh. At least you want to give yourself a better than average chance to have a good time. And that goes with things that fit you. Yeah. And your backpack's one of them. So please make sure be, whatever you do, whatever you borrow it, um, you know, whatever, make sure it fits. And that is an easy step to take. Just go to your local mm -hmm. outfitters. Um, they all have backpack measuring um, yeah. Uh, yeah. devices over there. So measure your torso and yeah. make sure that the backpack you are putting, most backpacks come in extra small, small, medium, large and extra large however yeah. a lot of the newer backpacks now you can um, adjust and now to me you said you don't have there. an adjustable uh, back on yours um, and it's a little long for you and that's it's so important you know don't assume that just because you're a size small or you're a smaller statured person or you know you have big hips don't assume that you're a certain size based on that it isn't about your sizing it's about the length of your torso right. and how long that Absolutely. measures and that is so key to understand because if you have an ill-fitting pack you are going to pay for it and, you're yeah, gonna, and it, drags. Not, it drags I mean you're down. gonna feel it so yeah. yep. so Absolutely. that is number two number three learn how to pack it learn okay. how to pack your pack right so for new people that are just getting start for just starting out um, packing your pack is as important as what's in your pack Mm -hmm. And I see this uh, often a lot on the trail is that, you know, people have shoved uh, their, their, just their, their gear in their pack, but there's mm -hmm. an actual methodical way to pack your pack. And so, yeah. you know, you want your pack to be balanced and you don't, you don't, um, 
uh, without getting into like this engineering technical stuff, <laughs> is that you know backpacks are made today to fit all of the weight, the the, the bulk of the weight, mm -hmm. very close behind your back, yeah. because that's where your water platter usually goes. Your your you know your water platypus is mm -hmm. usually in your backpack, and so they've engineered that. So they want the weight really in the center of your back. Um, and if your weight is, if all your heavy uh, weight is in the bottom or on top, your pack or is going to lean. way behind yeah, you. Yeah, it's going to lean like this or it's going to lean like that off your back, <laughs> and which really sucks when you're climbing up a mountain. Because, <laughs> you know, gravity is not your friend. And oh, so, yeah. um, you know, you want to make it where it's, um, you, you pack your pack. And there's a, there's a lot of videos out there yeah, on how absolutely. to pack your pack. So if you're getting ready to go out there, um, whether it's a week, and it makes no difference. So these suggestions we're giving you, it makes no difference Day whether you're pack. going for a weekend or you're going yeah. for six months. Absolutely. Um, it's all relevant Absolutely. to um, whether you're gonna be out there for two days, you're gonna be out there for 100 days, it makes no difference. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, learn how to pack your pack and where, the, uh, where weight distribution goes. Uh, we're learning a lot about weight distribution now with our 28-foot uh, Airstream. Important. It's a, it's a little different. It's a little different, <laughs> but it's still the science but, is really the same, really, if you think yeah, about it, right? Yeah, so I, I guess the point is, 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 again, if you don't have a good fitting pack, you're going to feel it. If you don't have your weight distributed properly in your pack, you're going to make, it's going to be very noticeable to you. And you're going to start feeling a lot more weight on your shoulders you. even though you're going to start feeling weight, back pain yeah it feels like it's heavy yeah. because of gravity exactly so uh that is tip number three tip number four test your gear yeah this is huge it it may seem so simple but i i will tell you 90 percent of the people that actually buy new gear go out and test it on the trail on the trail on their very first backpacking trip so for the love of god please don't don't do that don't be one of those people um you know whether you're buying used gear whether you're buying new gear um things do not go as you imagine them to go out in the wilderness that is just number one rule of thumb and gear fails gear does fail and so what you imagine is going to happen, you're going to be setting up your tent and the sun is going down and it's all nice. Well, that's not gonna happen. You're actually gonna be setting up your tent and pouring rain. And if you don't know how to set right. your you're, tent you're up, be wet. you're gonna be soaking wet inside and out. Um, so things, just just understand that, that your backpacking trip is not always gonna be ideal. It's not always gonna be the perfect scenario for setting up. So if you don't know how to use your gear, um, before you go, you're going to find that you have gear, gear failure or you have a missing piece or a missing part right. and, and, and you're not going to be able to set it up. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, Stoves, and, and this just tents. comes from experience with <laughs> taking people out, um, teaching backpacking for over 10 years. I can tell you that when you borrow Uncle Bob's tent, um, you want to set it up to make sure that it doesn't leak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a big one that we have seen multiple leaky tents. times leaky tents well he said it was fine yeah yeah so our suggestion to is test your gear yeah. before you go out there just set it up in your backyard take mm -hmm. the garden hose just you know douse put, it dash it up learn how to use your cooking stove um you know um i think the biggest thing that we learn from other people that we take out is that when people get out to the campsite they're like um, so how do I use my camp stove? Yeah. You know, like how do yeah. I, and, and they really struggle with it. Now remember that is your, um, you know, 
that you're cooking, that's the way you can eat. So that's really important unless you want to <laughs> eat cold, hard <laughs> macaroni. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's just important to learn how to use all of your gear. And please test it out, practice it, play with mm -hmm. it, um, you know, and... Uh, it's, it's you're gonna have so much more confidence actually yeah, being absolutely. out there and doing it because nothing it's not your backyard it's not your house it's 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 not your REI that you're going into and testing you are in the field and everything goes wrong right. out there <laughs> so right. if you know how to use it you know how better to equip yourself in, in, in any kind of failure so that is uh, number four so number five Know how to filter your water and, and know where you're going and what type of filtration system that you actually want. Now we did a whole show on filtration, so we're not gonna go into that. But you do need to know what, like how to use your gear out there. The, the worst thing you could do is think you're, think you're actually filtering your water and then you're not and you end up. Yeah, yeah. and there's yeah, a lot of different kinds of water filtration <laughs> systems out there. You have the gravity filtration system, you have, you know the the mini Sawyer. You've got um, you know you've you've got you know whether you want to uh, use a SteriPin or not and use UV to ster to sterilize your water. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different kinds. Mm -hmm. the, the important thing is that you know water, as Les Stroud once said on Survivor Man, uh, <laughs> water is an important factor of life. Yeah, yeah, we all need water to live. So yeah. um, so you want to make sure that you know you you have the ability to get water quickly. You know how to use your water filtration system to where it works best for you. Um, there are good filtration systems out there that work better than others. And again, it's it's just really learning that gear and getting to know that. So it's easier for you out in the backcountry because you know the last thing you wanna do is like, you know, um, you know, get Giardia. <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I was trying to not like, say that. <laughs> I mean, but it's no, a great weight loss program, oh, but you don't ideal. want you already out there, right? So I think the other thing is, is, is it, it also goes in conjunction with um, planning ahead and preparing and knowing where you're going. So if you know your route, you kind of have different scenarios depending on your terrain and where you're going. So you may not see water for a whole day or you may not see water for a day and a half depending on where you're going. Or you might actually be crossing stream after stream after stream after right. stream. So right. it Absolutely. allows you to go more lightweight, which right. we love to talk about. This but water it, filter is good for right. this situation. This water filter is good for that situation. Right. And so it, it definitely helps identify what to use and how to use it because you got to think, and here's where the math comes in. Does anybody out there know how much one liter of water weighs? I'm not going to wait for the comments. So it weighs approximately like... <laughs> It weighs approximately like two pounds, a little bit over. Yeah. Um, but so if you if you generalize one liter of water weighs two pounds, you're adding two pounds just by one liter. Well, if you're not going to cross a stream for an entire day or you're not going to get to a water source for an entire day, you may be carrying six, what, pounds, of water. six, six yeah. pounds of water, six, eight, depending on how you actually drink your water and, and what environment you're in. So if you think about that, that is an extreme amount of weight. On the flip end, why are you gonna carry, you know, four to six pounds of extra weight when you're crossing streams constantly? Right. So I think that is such an important factor to understand. And that again goes to Where lesson number go? one. Where are you going? <laughs> How long are you gonna be out there? And is weight important <laughs> to, to you? you? 
<laughs> so there you go. Okay, so moving on. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> we did six already. We did six. Yeah. Hang your bear bag. Learn how to pra practice, practice, <laughs> practice. Um, and then uh, oh, seven. That's a big one for you, right? Okay. Treat your blisters, and this is just like a random one that, but it is probably I wanted it to be number one. Um, and this is something that I have a lot of passion about because I have ended up with blisters the size of dollar bills before on the back of my ankles. Um, treat your blister before you get a blister. Um, and if anybody has ever been in a situation where you've encountered a blister, it is miserably painful to, to, to hike for days on end with a blister that is open and just every move that you make on the trail is just painful and then you're not gonna enjoy your experience. So either you can do two things, treat your feet before you go out there. A lot of people do powders, a lot of people do like Vaseline. None of those have actually worked for me, um, but I get blisters continuously. Like the back of my, the back of my feet are like permanently blistered. But the minute you feel a hot, spot. a hot spot, now a hot spot is you feel any rubbing, you feel anything warming up. You, you feel, know something's going on down, down there. The, I mean, I'm telling you, the minute you feel something go, oh, oh, it feels like I might get a blister in like two hours. No, guess what? You're getting that blister. So stop immediately. Don't worry about your rhythm. Don't worry about catching up to others. Don't worry yeah. about oh, I'll just do it when there's a convenient spot. Plop right on that ground, right in that mud pile, and fix your feet because you will regret it if you don't. I'm sorry, I'm preaching, but No, that's okay so because important. when you're backpacking, guess what's the most important <laughs> your part feet. of your, of your uh, you know, it's not like when you get a flat, you don't drive on a flat tire forever, right? You've got to kind of change it pretty quick. Well, that's the same thing. Your your backpack, your your feet are your yeah. transportation device. <laughs> if you so can, if, if you, you can. are limping around the trail and are dragging your left leg You're because you be can't put pressure, yeah. yeah, it's going to be miserable. And by the way, um, if you talk to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park Search and Rescue Team, oh yeah, probably the number one search yeah. and rescues they do are blisters. blisters. Yep. So that should tell you something, right? So it's, it's our number seven, but it's really our number one. It's, yeah. <laughs> Treat really. your feet. Now, um, Floyd, hey, Floyd. And um, actually, hey, Juan, how are you? I'm glad you got to join us live. Um, you know, love your feet and show them the most love. Absolutely, you have it. Um, do yeah. not take your feet for granted out there. No, no, absolutely. And that, that kind of goes to the, whole, the whole, whole thing with backpacking shoes or boots. Um, you know, again, when we take our uh, students out, we see a lot of people like, yeah, I just bought these shoes this weekend and I thought I'd come out here and break them in. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> don't no, do don't it. do that. Break <laughs> them in a week before your trip. Oh, and when longer. I mean break them, yeah, I mean, as long yeah. as you can. <laughs> so if you think, if you know you're gonna go backpacking like in May, buy your boots in March. Yeah. Really, I mean, you may actually hate them, so it gives you a chance. It gives to, you a chance to break them in, yeah. and and you want to know exactly. The thing is that once you get to, once you become one with your hiking boots, you know where the sensitive spots are going to yeah. be on your feet. Your yeah. boots will tell you, right? Yeah. So you can plan and like like. There are times I will duct tape the bottom of my feet before I go out backpacking because mm -hmm. I know that's where I get my hot spot all the time. Mm -hmm. And mine's the back of my ankle. 
So. Yeah, mine's my toenail. I mean, I can't even tell you how many toenails have fallen off my All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, too, much, All right. too much information. So number eight, um, reduce your weight. Reduce your weight in your pack. And and we might actually end up doing an entire show on, on yeah, reduction of we weight. Um, but you, you like to say... Methodically plan <laughs> everything that you are going to... Um, put in your backpack and, and so how, how do I how do we do that so the thing that we do before every backpacking trip is as I'm kind of looking at my gear I'm looking at my what I'm gonna bring I, I kind of close my eyes and I do like a quick meditation of mm-hmm. I'm going out there for the weekend it's a two-day backpacking mm-hmm. trip right okay what am I gonna eat what am I wearing mm-hmm. What am I? I'm sitting around the campfire. What What am I drinking? What am I? Mm-hmm. Am I drinking apple cider? Yeah, we made apple cider. Okay, I need to pack two cat two things. Up. Really and when you meditate that, you can actually you know what you're gonna, you know specifically what you need. Um, so you're not packing for the what if. Mm-hmm. So instead of packing ten packs of apple cider or packing the whole box of apple cider, right? You know, well, I'm only I'm gonna go for two nights. I'm gonna have maybe two cups around the campfire each night. So that's four bags. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna eat this, boom. And then um, I'm gonna want maybe a snack. So so you picture yourself you know, sitting on a, a log on the trail having lunch. What am I having for lunch? Am I having a snack with my lunch? Am I having something to drink with my lunch? So you kind of mentally go through all of that prep in your mind and then pack your pack. You will be surprised on what you don't put in there because you you know so people that plan for the what if always overpack um, mm-hmm. absolutely especially on the Appalachian Trail when they're getting ready to through hike you know like I tell people like dude there's a town four days away from you after you start the trail <laughs> they're, not carry- they're carrying two weeks two months worth of food, <laughs> of food yeah. you know you're not going into the abyss you know yeah. you're not you know you're so people overpack so if you if you methodically mm-hmm. think about where you're gonna go how long you're going to be there, and it's way <laughs> important for you, to you. It's then, so true. Then you can actually plan your weight. And, uh, and in backpacking, it's the ounces that make all the difference, not the big weight yeah. stuff. It's all the little stuff. So all the little aid, ounces add yeah, up. First aid, you know, make excess you, you food. go through the 10 essentials. What do mm-hmm. I need with the 10 essentials? Where can I get those? How can I make those work for me? And, you know, do I need a copper whistle? That my grandfather gave me. <laughs> no, probably not. You, probably, you get you can you use a plastic cool. whistle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it really does. All the little ounces add up to pounds, and pounds add up to excess weight. Um, so actually, I like this. We're adding an eight point two a piece of advice. What's that? Is practice really thinking of yourself out there? Yeah. Um, like visually force yourself. <laughs> It is all mental. All mental. Um, force yourself to like think about how you're doing each step and envision yourself out there, um, and that'll help reduce all those little ounces. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of them. Absolutely. You know, like um, you know, at one point in time, your trail name was Snack Girl. Yeah. I mean, Ariane would bring like a whole separate food bag full of snacks. I, I mean, do you really I need a whole anymore. bag of Werther candies? You know, no. I Maybe don't four anymore. Or five, or like, so you know. So like, these pieces of advice are coming from right. like experience, by right. the way. Right. I mean, you just don't need. You'll be surprised what you don't need out on the trail. Um, so and yeah. so now. Floyd we're at, says less is so much more, and that oh, is yeah, so absolutely. so much true. Yeah. Um. So number nine, here's a big one. Don't forget to clean your gear when you get home. 
Yeah, hugely important. <laughs> Huge. People forget about it. You know, you get lazy, you're tired after you come home from a long trip. You just throw yourself off to the side or you leave it in your pack or you don't actually unpack your pack or you don't dry out your tent. Well, guess what? If you don't do these things, you're going to get mold. All over your gear. And it ruins your gear. It does. Unpack your sleeping bag. Your sleeping bag is not meant to be contained when it's not in use. It Especially needs to a down fluff. sleeping bag. Right? Yeah, exactly. I guess that over synthetic. Right. Um, but unpack your gear. Clean it. Big thing. Don't for clean. Don't forget to clean your water filtration system. Yeah, back flush that your water. That is key. Yeah, if you want your water filtration systems <laughs> to, to <work>. last, <laughs> like when you get home, that's one of the first pieces of gear that you need to clean and back flush that because you know there's all kinds of little granules and little sandy yeah. things yeah. in creeks and streams, and they get clogged. And if you leave that water filter. If you don't back flush it and it dries in there, you're gonna be shit out of luck. And next it, time it's, you're gonna... and, and it's mold and mildew yeah. it gets into your water filter. Yeah. I mean, you've ever you know sucked some water out of an old water filter that wasn't cleaned. You are sucking in mold and mildew, and it tastes kind of terrible. Disgusting. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> so very important. Please do not forget to clean your gear so that you can keep that gear going yep. um, for your next big yeah, experience. Absolutely, hugely important. And because you know, yeah. deter uh, and don't leave your gear out in the sun too. If you're going to dry it, that's oh, one yeah, thing. Yeah. But the UV rays um, will kill rain flies. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Completely yeah. Deter You've your got rain to fly. treat your gear with as much respect yeah. as you do your feet. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So, last piece of advice, and this is something you're probably not going to read in any book out there. Trust the trail. Trust the trail. Yeah. The trail gives you everything that you need to make your experience exactly what you want it to be mm -hmm. and what do most people go backpacking for they want to connect to nature they want to see beautiful things they want to experience something that normal people don't really get to experience and the and one of the ways that you're going to be able to do that is trust it mm -hmm. you know i mean we we kind of evolved from nature i mean you know <laughs> we've been out in nature for a long time and we're here so it must have worked out for us <laughs> And you don't say. <laughs> so, you know, trust it. Trust that things are going to be provided for you and you don't need a lot of gear. Just yeah. go out there with a really good, um, your best piece of gear that you will ever, ever carry out on the, uh, I don't care whether it's hiking, backpacking, yeah. I don't care what it is. Or Any caving in Floyd caving, circumstance, yeah. The best piece of gear you will ever, ever carry is a good, positive attitude. Absolutely. Because Mother Nature doesn't care about your weekend plans. I think she's actually out to ruin it for <laughs> she, you. <laughs> she doesn't care. So going out there with a really good attitude when mm -hmm. it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go, yeah. when you don't get that mountain view because there's fog or, <laughs> Which or it rains profusely on you yeah. on the weekend, um, and never let that stop you from going, but embrace that suck. Embrace, because that's mother nature. That's I mean, we all need water to live so when it rains that's kind of a good thing and so um and you know, just have a good attitude when you go yeah, out there yeah trust and, tr the trail. and trusting that things are going to be okay um because you have done number one you plan ahead and prepare and you've done all the others um know that your experience is going to be amazing and trusting that like truly honestly trusting it from your gut is going to make your experience just Absolutely. 
unbelievably perfect no matter what the circumstance mallory joined us hey, mallory. holy good crap hello you, mallory <laughs> good to see you we, we are spent right. christmas with mallory yeah. and sergio at the cabin we did yeah so i want to read a few comments here because sure. we have some good ones coming in um you know um juan said he ends up packing stuff that he never ends up using and i go have been there multiple times. Um, my biggest thing were snacks and, and clothes, and I'm gonna stink anyway, so why am I even right. worried about putting right. on fresh shirt? There, there's, a, there's a time, <laughs> if you're gonna go out long distance backpacking, there's gonna be a, uh, a, there's gonna be a line in the sand where deodorant will not work anymore. It just won't work, because <laughs> you're stinking that bad. Right. So don't bring it. I mean, right. you, you know, right. you'll go home at some point in time and take a shower and burn your clothes, probably. Yeah. But so why we don't we don't even bring it. So then Tania says she uses a spreadsheet and and weighs things out. So, oh, awesome! Which good plan and prepare. Very very good. That's awesome. You know I tried doing that once. I just I just don't have the patience for it. But it really does help you because then you can take from from the spreadsheet and say why I need this or I need this yeah. or I want my weight right. to fall under a certain level. Yeah. So that's incredible that good. you can do that. that. So kudos to you. And then Floyd, you know Floyd's a caver. Um, We've got to go caving sometimes, by the She's way, Floyd. Um, putting together a caving trip, a big caving trip yep, soon. So cool. anyway, we'll talk about that later. But caving has really forced him to go beyond minimal, as you have to think of the space you have to crawl through, and That's it's right. influenced by his hiking trips, yep. which, which is is so incredible um because you're right you have to squeeze through a certain thing you can't be dragging that much weight in there with you and also too the more you realize how little you need um out on the trail the, the more you go out there and the more you experience what you don't actually need to pack um you become much more minimalist minimalist you become much more lightweight and you become much more connected with nature I which think, is the most know. beautiful part and we've done we've done a podcast on this exact mm -hmm. subject so and then um Floyd said I had uncle was terrible about drying out the tent and it was so bad I set up a hammock and slept outside in the tarp. Yeah, yeah. I've been there before. Mildew it's mold disgusting. Will, I mean, that's number one killer of all gear is mold and mildew. And then um yeah, so Floyd again said, you know, your only um goal when you're out on the trail is to get away. So um every time it's a successful trip because yep, you're out there to experience. So kudos. Yep. And um Mallory, what are you eating for lunch? <laughs> she said she's on lunch break. So you guys, that is our show. Um yeah, the thank top you so much for ten today. Yeah, the top ten pieces of advice we have for you for new backpackers. Um or even if you have experienced backpack for a long time, it's always a good uh, thing to pull back in yep. and, and remember these simple simple things so yep. um we enjoyed all of you joining us today um yeah. thank you so much for a good turnout yeah we are here every thursday yeah. at 11 a.m eastern mm -hmm. standard time on our backpacker tv facebook page you can also subscribe to our youtube channel the backpacker tv on that mm -hmm. um if you're new to backpacking um you can go to our website thebackpacker.tv and sign up for our three biggest mistakes new backpackers make and we shoot you three videos. Um, so you can kind of watch that and learn mm -hmm. from that. And then on February 2nd, mark down on your calendar. Do not miss the show. We will be at Mountain Crossings Outfitters Ooh. on the Appalachian Trail. And Mountain Crossings is the first stop 
when people attempt their Appalachian mm -hmm. Trail through hike. Yep. And it's the first place they get to after 30, 38 miles. Yeah. And they go, oh God, what have I done? <laughs> I did not reduce my weight, so I will. We will, will. <laughs> be doing a live shakedown yep. with mountain crossings. And yep. we will be, there will be a lot of hikers there. We will be ripping out their packs, ripping out their stuff in their backpacks and saying, well, you actually did bring the kitchen sink. That is not that, good. That, that ship's home. So we partnered with Mountain Crossings. We cannot yeah. wait. That's February yeah. 2nd, so 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but we'll be up in the mountains and we'll be on the Appalachian Trail. So we're going to so, bring that to you guys. Yeah. So Very don't miss it. That. So, well, anyway, so that's the show. That is a wrap for us. Um, again, thank you so much for joining in and participating. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing you next week. See you next Thursday. All right. Bye, bye. guys. Bye.